is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. It is Motes and Euler on SNR. Euler. Inside the Steelers Blitz, doing what we do. Yesterday was Euler's day off. <laughs> I like when he talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> But, man, before we had winter break, we were talking about a five-time Pro Bowl right guard. Oh, yes, we were. That had visited the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And this gentleman's name is Trey Turner. Now, why is this significant? Well, this is a very, very layered conversation. This is a very nuanced discussion. So I think first we should start this discussion with who is Trey Turner? <laughs> because I don't know about you, Wes. But before I became a football fan, I really didn't watch the offensive line. You didn't? And then even as I've become a mature adult who loves football, at some times have been accused of obsessing over football, I don't run into a lot of people that like to watch the offensive line, especially if they're not a part of your team. (laughs) Tunch and Wolf are probably the only ones that we run into that like to watch the offensive line. So as you could imagine, when the name (laughs) Trey Turner came up and you heard five-time Pro Bowl, a lot of people said, who is this gentleman? Is he good? What Mm -hmm. do we know about this fella? Mm -hmm. Well, I said, you know what? Why not us come in here after our first golf outing together? (laughs) Why not us come in here after the Supreme Court ruled in favor of the student-athletes? Why not come in here and change the narrative? Why not come in here and educate the listeners on an offensive lineman, a guard, a right guard at that? So, Trey Turner, third-round draft pick, 2014 draft, out of the University of LSU to the Carolina Panthers, all right? It's five-time Pro Bowler while he was there, what, six seasons there, and then he signed a contract extension. Then after that, he was a part of a player-for-player trade with left tackle from the L.A. Chargers at the time, Russell Okung. They traded him directly to Carolina Panthers in turn for Trey Turner. Now, obviously, Trey was able to play nine games last year, but he was dealing with groin and ankle injuries, and that ultimately landed him on IR. And then this offseason, they decided to move on from him. Correct. And now you have him out here as a free agent. 28 years old. 28 years old, five uh, five Pro Bowls that he's been to. And let's be real, outside of – Last season, he's played 13 or more games every season of his career. Mm-hmm. Why is that significant? 13 or more games with tip- uh, and outside of his rookie year, 13 or more starts in all those seasons as well. Significant because a couple of things. Number one, 93 total games he's played in, 89 he's been a starter in. Yeah, that is significant that is. starting experience as as it stands with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Behind David DeCastro, he would be the next in line in terms of starter experience. That is very, very significant. When you talk about our offensive line and just the general lack of inexperience that they have, the lack of experience that they have, excuse me. So that's the first thing. Then when we talk about just the longevity of it, for six seasons, one, or excuse me, five seasons, one, two, three, four. No, it was six seasons. I had that right correctly. Excuse me, for six seasons, he showed that he was a very yep. healthy player. Yep. So that's the other part where I'm like, okay, I like that a lot. I like the health element. Mm-hmm. Even though we know last year the groin and the ankle, it doesn't scare me. And another thing that I think of with those groin and ankle injuries, and Wes, this is why I break it down like this. You ready for this, man? I'm ready. So This is almost Professor Moat style here. Here we go. What is a groin injury? In football, we call a groin injury – a soft tissue injury. No different than a hamstring injury, right? Soft tissue injury. Soft tissue injuries typically happen when a player 
from a physical conditioning standpoint might be a little lacking right there, right? Not saying that you're out of shape or overweight, but it could just be that, hey, you weren't in football shape, sure. game shape. Now, sure. why is that significant last year? Well, Wes, what did not happen last <laughs> year that had happened every year during April, during May, during June? What, 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 what did not happen last year that has I happened every other year before the that? the off-season programs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, mini camp, OTAs. Okay. And now, typically during these times, because – I'm glad I get to have this conversation with you because you've actually been down there. You you get to see behind <laughs> right, the scenes we've, we've what from happens. Mr. Rooney's backyard a few times. So from a workout standpoint, when you're down there watching practices, mm-hmm. are they just running sprints and lifting weights, or are they actually playing football? Uh, they are actually playing football. They're not fully strapped okay. up, you know, not fully padded up and all that, but they are actually playing football. So it could be safe to draw the conclusion that when you actually practice football during OTAs, mm-hmm. during preseason, during mm-hmm. training camp. Okay. You yep. get your – I got to make sure I'm writing this down. It, it, it seems like you get your body conditioned for football. Ah, so, that ramp up process you know, that you've told the, us so the, much about. And, and I could attest firsthand to some of these when he talks about a growing injury because I've sustained plenty of growing tweaks during training camp, during OTAs, while I'm getting my body in football shape you go through those things typically during that time frame in a little bit more of a controlled setting sure if i start to feel a little bit of tightness in practice i can say hey, coach man my groin's a little tight okay cool come out during the season though i can't necessarily do no. that no, yeah. so why is that significant because people try to put the injury label on trey because of last year nine games and it's like dude a groin injury is a groin injury. It's a soft tissue injury. The problem is, during the offseason, you have a lot more time available to you to properly get your body acclimated, right. to allow your body to go through the, all right, we're going to stress it out, now we're going to cool it off. We're going to stress out, we're going to cool it off. When you don't have that offseason and you throw a guy into the season, and I'm sure, well, TJ Watt was fine. Okay, cool. He was cool. But we could point to other guys in Pittsburgh that it didn't work out like that for. It happens. But what I'm saying is this. I don't think that you should shy away from a player like that because of a groin injury based on everything that happened right. last season. Everything that happened last season pointed to, hey, if you're not a guy that can make sure that you are training like a maniac, and that was difficult because last year, did we actually know when we were going to come back? Nope. Do we actually know if there yeah, was going to be a training camp? This time last year, I tell you what. I mean, it's <laughs> We didn't know if it was going to be preseason games. We didn't know if it was going to be regular season games. It was a lot of question marks going on. You're right. We still didn't know. At this point last year, the preseason still hadn't been canceled. We didn't know what was what, when was when, when we were reporting, how that was going to go about. All right, I don't think we're going to Latrobe, but that's about all that we knew. (laughs) So when you talk about the training, typically for us NFL athletes, guys that have been in the league for a while, like Trey has, you set up – different parameters for how you want to build up your offseason. You've got a process. Absolutely. I know when the season first ends, that's my chill time. I'm doing light, light cardio. That's it. I don't even want to touch a weight. Then probably a couple weeks to a month after that is when I'm going to start touching weights. Then uh, probably a month after that, I'm going to get back on the field and start running again. Then you have OTAs. Mm. Then you have mini camp. Then you put the helmet on. Then then you you have – Right. (laughs) And now before training camp, now I'm really getting my training hyped up as high as it can be because now I know it's about to be go time. And your body's hitting its stride right about August. But if I don't know the dates – 
if I don't know what we are going to do, what we're not going to be doing, where it's going to be at, all these things, that can have a negative effect on sure. your training. Absolutely. And not saying that these are the things that happened specifically for Trey, but these are very valuable things that you can't overlook as it pertains to his injuries that he sustained last year. Yeah. And ultimately, when you look at a guy that started in 13 or more games for the past six seasons, it's like, dude, this is a high-quality player. This is a guy that you want. This is a asset. I think that's very well explained and laid out by you. I I, I do. And, I, man, you know, when I, when I started doing some, some Trey Turner digging – like he he just turned twenty eight. He's young. Eight days ago. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a little over a week ago, he just turned twenty eight. If we could have had this conversation, you know, <laughs> earlier in the month, he would have still been twenty seven. Um, to me, Motsi, this again, we, we've talked a lot about these type of guys, the guys who, okay, maybe they're not the same player that they were three four years ago. Mm-hmm. We could call, but but they're you know that what they thought their value was going to be on the open market depreciates a little bit over time and, and you can get some of these guys on what you know might be viewed a, a more friendly contract um there's a lot that plays into this obviously and, and i'm sure you want to go there to talk about dotson and DeCastro and how they play into this conversation as well too but i see a lot of people and I'm, i i haven't checked our i haven't refreshed our tweets here we'll get to those obviously as we roll along i'm sure we'll get some of them though Trey Turner, in, in the nine games that he played last year, he struggled. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and we know how we do this, right? We like to look at pro football focus sometimes, and mm-hmm. sometimes we, okay, see, 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 and other times, ah, who cares what they yep. say? <laughs> they, 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 had, um, they had Trey Turner, let's just say, not ranked very, very highly last season. Um, they had him one of the worst, one of the mm-hmm. worst in terms of sacks allowed and, and, and penalties taken. Um, his overall grade was less than a 35%, mm-hmm. which, which is obviously a failing grade. But Motsi, I think that it's, it's also fair to say if you're going to look at this one year this past year, you can mm-hmm. also look at the bigger sample size. Absolutely. Um, and again, a guy who just turned 28 years old only played nine games last season, right? So maybe you do think he's a little bit fresher coming into this year. Like you said, he's got the pedigree, he's got the history Every year before this one. I mean, he was a pro bowler for five straight years, and we all know you can say what you want about the pro bowl. It's a popularity contest, all these things. But you don't make it for five straight years if you stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just – I will be very interested, like you said. This is this is not um, just something that we're kind of pulling out of left field. This is the Steelers have had him to Pittsburgh, you know, in the same way that we discussed Carl Joseph, you know, yeah. a, about a month ago. Well, was you a know guy our, who was here. You know our rules, man. We, we don't like to just – bring it up just for the sake of bringing it up it's like man this is significant and that's why we brought it up this early in the show because yes this was a confirmed visit it wasn't a oh man what do you think about this could this work it's like no the team has shown interest the team has identified this offensive line as a position that could still be improved upon and that's why they brought him in on that visit. You don't waste time on a visit, baby. I can assure you of that. It's plenty of guys <laughs> out here. That Especially will, in the current that, That's climate. what I'm saying. It's plenty of guys out here that would love to take a visit that they're not giving visits to because it's just not worth the headache and the hassle of COVID protocols and things like that. Because obviously we know those rules are starting to become a little bit more lenient and adjusted, but they still aren't completely normal for football. I mean, we could. I mean, Wes, if we talk about some of the things we would have to endure just to get into the to Heinz Field last week, 
Uh, we had to go get uh, get cotton put like, up like, on like, it. Like, like seriously, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, they're not just wasting time bringing guys in Clearly a guy for the sake of it. In right. Of I mean, there's, there's going to be some protocol there. Absolutely. Yeah. They're not just they're not just flying them in to be like, all right, you know what? Let's see what how this, let's see how this guy looks. You know, I just want to go like, look at no, him. Let's no, no, no. You you bring. Let's see, let's see how he's walking down the right. hallway when he walks to the. You, you bring those guys in. Number one, you want to get your eyes on them from a medical standpoint. But number two, you want to talk ball with them. And number three, you want to see if the interest is mutual. Which, if a player decides to go on a visit, it is mutual because that's the other part that a lot of people don't know. Teams will call you to visit. You don't have to take the visit though. Right. You, 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 hey, it's a two-way street. We talk about contracts all the time as a two-way street. This the same way. So you don't take the visit unless it's mutual interest. There's plenty of visits that I was, I'm not going on that visit. I know, I know I'm not going to play for you and vice versa. It's right. like, I would love to take a visit there. You're not about to call me because <laughs> I don't, you got this all pro right here. You don't need my services, baby. <laughs> it's like, look at that. I wish that they did that for like broadcast students Seriously, and things like man. that. Because I'm sure you had the same thing in college too. Yeah. Well. I'm sure there were some schools that probably invited you to visit, come take a visit. And it was like, and you were like eh, I'm not going there. I'm not going, not going to waste your time. Like, Mo, and then it was teams I wanted to take a visit to, and they're like, We're not offering you. You're not coming here. We're not wasting our time. Like, Mo, when I was a senior <laughs> in high school, right? And I was doing the morning news at my high school, and I was calling the football mm-hmm. games, right? And I knew that I wanted to do this for a little. I mean, if Pitt would have called me and said, "Hey, Wes, we want to, you know, we have you come down check out our communications mm-hmm. department," I'd be like, "Nah, I'm good. You got, uh, right, right. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right." Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's you're you're, you're right. Uh, so I I do. That's it's so hard with these things. It is especially during you know these getting back closer to the precedented times, but still yeah. this this weird in between time that we're in now. I don't know if we're in the unprecedented times anymore, but I don't think we're quite back to the precedented times. It's like a, 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 a kind of a bridge gap no, no, no. here you, for you a know, few You months. know where we're at right now? We're at that stage where if we just keep saying, oh, we're back to normal, it's going to get normal. Because you know that's what everybody says now. Yeah. Doesn't this feel normal? Doesn't it feel like we're back to normal? Well, no. I'm, and you're like, well, technically, no. I'm it, flying I'm flying to Denver in two yeah. days, and I still got to wear a mask on the plane. I was like, so no. No, no I, te- I still don't feel Even though you keep saying it, everybody keeps saying it. I mean, you, I'm sure you— yeah, we, we went to Heinz Field last dude, week, and what? we had to get caught and And, everybody's, and, and it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, y'all keep saying it. We're back to normal. We're back, ah, no, 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 not, not quite just yet. I, I literally had to go to a store today, and it's like, oh, you have a mask? Oh, shoot, let me go get my mask real quick. Trust me, it's not all the way back. No, even though we like deal. to say, you know, so that's where we're at right now. Man. Athletes, they'll take like a two-year bridge deal. Yes, to that's definitely where we're at right now, man. We're, we're in a stopgap state the, right now, we're man. We're in a stopgap placeholder. But it is, <laughs> it is hard to tell because I think you know we we were again about a month ago we were having a similar conversation, Carl Joseph, right? Um, and that seemed like something that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it does seem like this is something that has a really good chance of happening, but you never know until we until we. Just see where Trey Turner is, ends up signing here. True, very true. But I do like the fact that the interest is there from the Steelers. I do like that because it just identifies that they are on the same page as us. We've all said this offseason that even though they made moves to improve the offensive line, we still felt that there was more that could be done. When we mm-hmm. talk about Zach Banner taking over at right tackle, but he's still coming off of an ACL injury, we said, man, that gives us a little bit of uncertainty. When we talk about the uh, the interior offensive line in terms of the center position and who that could be, Kendrick Green, B.J. Thinney, or J.C. Hassenauer, we said, man, that gives us a little bit of uncertainty. But we would always come back to, well, if DeCastro is healthy, we feel a lot better. Now, why does that become significant? <laughs> well, when the reports come out that DeCastro wasn't participating during minicamp, but yet, Coach Tomlin says if it was an injury that he thought was significant, he would share with us. Well, now we start to put two and two together. We're starting to read tea leaves here. 
Because the part of the tea leave is, well, you have this guy that is supposed to be your best offensive lineman, but he's not available. So now you're looking at another guy who plays that exact position. Trey doesn't play left guard. He doesn't play right tackle. He doesn't play left tackle. He doesn't play center because that was the other thing. You know, mm-hmm. anytime you get <laughs> offensive lineman, interior they're just like, oh, he can play wherever. Put him at tackle. Yeah. It's like, he is not a tackle. Nope. He's not a left guard. He is not. He's not a right tackle. He is a right guard. He Correct. is very specific in the position that he plays. So when you bring a five-time pro bowler right guard to visit a spot where you have a six-time pro bowler at right guard who happens to be hurt, it makes you wonder. Hmm. Makes you wonder. Yes, it does. And I knew, obviously. Makes you wonder, I baby. knew that we would get here. And I listen, Motsi, this is the – this is the current um, concern mm-hmm. of Steelers. Now. You know, we've we've gone we we go through major all, concern, right? man. We we go through all the different offseason concerns. We're not the only fan base to do this, but the concern now is, OMG, DeCastro's never going to play a snap again. He's going to retire any day now. We're doomed. <laughs> I, I mean that that is it. Legitimately, we, oh, we got some man. of these tweets. Like for example, um, where is it? I I saw it here earlier. Uh, Glenn tweeted and said, I'm getting real concerned about David DeCastro's status and his future with the Steelers. Have you guys heard anything? It sounds like the end, unfortunately. If he retires, where does that leave us, and what's the cap hit? That's a great question. Number one, if he were to retire, cap-wise— I, I saw somebody. I think it would actually save the Steelers. No, no, it saves him a ton of eight money. Eight or nine million yeah, dollars. Because we talked about earlier, they could have released him as a cap casualty and served, I think it would save 13 to $15 million or something like that. Him, Vince, and uh, Steven Nelson had Correct. large Correct. cap we had discussed, saving we had discussed options. We discussed that before yeah. ahead of free agency when we were talking about those potential Correct. cap moves. Correct. So now— when you're talking about if he were to retire, yes, you would still save money, so that would be a benefit. But um, as we talk about would he, de- would he retire or not right now, I personally don't feel like he would. I feel like with DeCastro, if he was going to do that, I think he would have done it earlier versus still training and working on keeping your body in shape to even show up to these OTAs and mini camps. Because if you don't – I mean, let's be real. When you get older, which DeCastro is – Technically older for football years. <laughs> Once you hit thirty, right, you're old in, in, in athlete years. <laughs> new, new, newsflash: We don't like OTAs in many camps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we understand Most. the purpose of it. <laughs> we understand how when when I talked about soft tissue and mm-hmm. all these, we understand mm-hmm. the significance of that yes. time. Yes, but you, it's a reason why they had to make many camp mandatory. Because a lot of veterans got to the point where they said, we're not showing up for that. Yep. We don't want to do this type of stuff. Yep. <laughs> Particularly if you're a guy like the Cash Show coming off yes. an injury. You, you, uh, his first real real injury riddle like season where he couldn't – he didn't look like him himself. Games. His availability wasn't there. This is the first time we've seen that with DeCastro. Yes. I, I too – and listen – if, 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 if you're concerned that there's some lingering stuff with the Castro and that maybe, you know, because Moats and I have discussed, a, 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 a return to form 66 would go a long way to quell a lot of the concerns about mm-hmm. this. You all of a sudden, you got one of the best five guards in football on your offensive line. All right, we've got something there. Yeah, there's a lot of new moving parts. There's a lot of inexperience. But we've talked about how just 66 returning to form would do so much for this offensive Huge line. Huge asset. If, if 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 your concern is as a Steelers fan, as a as a card carrying member of Steeler Nation, not just Glenn. Again, I've, Man, I've seen this. When you said card carrying member, I said, you "Oh, like I got my rights." You like that? 
<laughs> and you have your rights to be I concerned. I got my rights. You got your rights to be concerned about whatever Steelers player. You, you could be concerned. Listen, if you're a card-carrying member of Steeler Nation, all right, you could be concerned about the run game, the offensive line, the secondary, the line, whatever you want to do, all right? That's, you could be concerned about Heinz Field. I don't, I don't think it's big enough. Need to add more seats. Whatever, right? If you're concerned about the Castro's status as it relates to his injury and just thinking, okay, he's probably never, he might not ever be the same guy. Fine, I don't think you're panicking. Mm-mm. But that's, if you're sitting there, yeah. if you're sitting there right now in the dark corner, right, Motsi, like uh, like what's his name, like Stewie from Family Guy, right? <laughs> and you got your legs up to your chest, oh, and no. you're tucked in, and you're sitting there rocking in the corner in your '66 jersey, and he's just gonna retire any it's day. Over. It's hey, over. Hey, you know what they say happens when you assume, and I have certainly had egg on my head before, Motsi. So this might not be the first time. But if he was gonna retire. Why would he be at OTAs? That's, Why would he be yes. at minicamp? He wouldn't be there not participating if he was getting ready to retire. Like I said, from my experiences, the guys that have flirted with retire and have retired later in the offseason, talking guys retiring before training camp and things like yeah, we that. We just saw a huge one with Andrew Luck a couple years typically ago. Typically, the way that happens, those guys are either not on rosters or they have not shown up for OTAs and minicamps because there's zero purpose. If I know I'm going to retire – I'm not going to have – I'm not putting my body through what it's going to take to be ready to play football. And when you get to OTAs and minicamp, your body has to be ready to play football. Even though you're not going to have to go through the full gamut of every rep, you're still going to have to take reps. Typically you would if you're healthy. So that's the other part of me. I'm just like, I don't see why he would do that if he was going to go and just retire. I don't think that that's the case. But I, excuse me, I do think from a health standpoint – that that's something that is a little bit more still lingering yes, on. Yes, that's, that's a fair concern, right? 100%. And, and that's my biggest thing because if last year was the beginning of his decline, and that decline, as we saw, it happened abruptly. It wasn't a graceful – at times, you can make the case that he was the weak link on that offense line. And we saw games where he couldn't even finish, which is unheard of for DeCastro. I'm used to DeCastro playing every snap. Yep. Every snap, was like him, him seriously, and from day one, like that's I mean, that four years. I never saw him come off the field, yeah, hurt or not. So when I think of this, I'm like, if this is what that's gonna be, what does next year look like? If that was the first year of it, it's not gonna get easier. It's not gonna get better. Maybe you need that contingency plan. And the thing that makes Trey Turner's situation unique is this: typically, these guys are under contract right now. Typically, those guys are the guys you have to say, okay, well, what's the cap hit going to be? Can we restructure and can we negotiate? Benefit for us right now is he is unemployed. Unemployed means we have a blank slate. We can control how much we give him, how much we want on the cap pit this season, guaranteed money, length of contract. That is significant compared to if he was still under contract and we're talking about having to trade for him because now we're having to either give up assets in the term of a draft pick Mm -hmm. or we're having to potentially strap ourselves cash-wise trying to pick up a contract that might not be the best way for the Steelers and what they want to do from a financial standpoint. So when I think of those things, I say to myself, this is largely beneficial for the Steelers and why it makes even more sense that they would have kicked up the tires on him. Now, we know that this is also a part of that time frame where we will see more visits and more guys potentially being signed because it's that second free agency period that we Mm -hmm. talked about. Mm -hmm. But either way, to see that their mindset is set on offensive line, 
to at least bring a guy in for a visit, I like that. I do too, and I get why. I want to be clear with this. If if you're one of the people who is rocking in the corner like Stewie, worried about David DeCastro, like I, the, the Trey Turner speculation does not help that either. Mm-mm. Like you said, a guy that has played right guard, not left guard, not center, and, and- not moved around. That same position. I understand why that fuels and, the, the And it the concern. wasn't a run-of-the-mill player. If this is B.J. Right. Finney they're bringing in on a visit, do you think we're having this conversation right now? No. But when it's a five-time Pro Bowler that it happens to play the exact same position of your six-time Pro Bowler who missed a good amount of time last year and whose health is largely in question, yeah, this yeah. is pretty significant. Yeah. <laughs> now, T.C. says... I think it's this simple. If Ben is out there at OTAs running around doing drills and DeCastro isn't, there's an issue with DeCastro. I, mm-hmm. I, listen, I, I don't I, – I, 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 I think that there was an issue last season, and yeah. it, it seems something substantial, and, and that could certainly still be lingering. And I will also say this. I do. I just don't think he's about to retire now. Yeah, I don't think he's going to retire, but I do agree with uh, his statement, though, in terms of Ben being out there to cash yeah. because from my experiences with both of those guys' as teammates for four years, if Ben was out there – the two people that Pouncey you can guarantee Pouncey and DeCastro. And for me, I would always go DeCastro because we know at times Pouncey dealt with injuries during our four years together. Right. But DeCastro, DeCastro was one of the healthiest guys around. Mm-hmm. He was always available. Mm-hmm. So for him to not be participating but still be in the building, that says something. That to me DeCastro is not a guy that wants to issue. stand on the sideline. Right. Even when DeCastro was healthy, I remember in training camps we had vet days. DeCastro's not trying to take vet days. He was just like Pouncey in that in that regard, where they just want to be out there getting better. They sure. understand the significance of practice reps. They know how it helps. Especially if Ben's out there as well, too. So for those guys that not be out there, but like you said, you're bringing in a five-time Pro Bowl guard I, that plays the exact same position. You start to do the assumption thing, and I, and I get it. I, I do. I don't see. I don't even call it assumption. I just say it's tea leaves. I mean, the information is there. Yeah. We it's, don't have to. We don't have to. Right. We just. Dots. It's clearly like, hey, if you look at this and you look at that and you look at that, you don't have to be the smartest individual to put that together, though. Uh, TC says it would be a savings of eight point seven five million if he were to Which retire. Which is significant, and that's all. And that's also going with the cap. Uh, increasing next year it is yes. we're looking at having potentially yes. what 65 to 67 additional million dollars in cap space all of it adds up man tc was asking about if they had an idea about this going into the draft you know what arthur motes again as we're starting to read the tea leaves and we're starting to draw lines kendra green mm-hmm. started a lot of games at garden college now they, they talked about how they won him at center and he's been working at center and I believe that. But no, think about this. There's nothing wrong with Kendra Green being center. What is BJ Finney started at in Pittsburgh? Exactly. He started at guard. Exactly. So JC maybe it was Hassenauer. just that, that versatility was mm-hmm. part of what they liked about him. JC Hashnauer started at guard for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You think about the Buffalo Bills game when Dotson went down and Matt Filer went down. Who came in there? JC Hassenauer. Mm-hmm. We talk about Kevin Dotson. A large portion of last season, when we talk, I had him on my other show and asked him, hey, how do you feel about playing left guard? Man, I love right guard. Right guard is my position. Mm. I do it. I'm getting more comfortable with it, but right guard is what I do. They have options. <laughs> they have a lot of flexibility with those guys. There's not a lot of experience now. Right. But they have some pieces. So going back to what you said in terms of could they have known about this at the draft? Could that have been some of their thought process? And the answer could be yes, because you're seeing things like this play out. Oh, let's see. It's, oh, man, it's never a dull moment. I mean, never. you know, we're like, hey, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We're going to talk about here. Never. 
Always something. Yeah, I, I, I listen. Like I said, if you are concerned about the Castro's health, his status in that regard, I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking you. That's very fair, especially with some of the other stuff going on. I, I think that's a, that's safe, a safe concern. But I, I would be if he pulls an Andrew Luck and retires in the second week of the preseason, I will be shocked. Man, I guess when I think back on it, though, if Andrew Luck did it. Hold on, what school did the Castro go to? Oh, stop. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was just wondering. <laughs> oh, who, no. who is his quarterback? All right, I need a 66 jersey, <laughs> and I'm going to go, go rock and cry in the corner like Stewie. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, man, you never know. But we're about to go to break. So when we come back, man, we're going to get to your tweets, though, okay? So let us know your thoughts on Trey Turner. We talked about it. We laid out the pros, the cons to it. Let us know, man. Do you think he would be a fit? Would you want him here? Or do you feel like, man, we should just take our chances on DeCastro and wait that thing out? Either way, let us know your concerns, your comments as it pertains to Trey Turner. And then also, in that secondary, baby. Ooh, yeah. We know we had a guy that really impressed by the name of James Pierre. But we also know that there are two marquee cornerbacks that are available that are ha- – well, not technically available right now, but they could be available yeah. having a little bit of contract issues. So we're going to dive into that a little bit when we come back. But get your tweets in on the dot .com at the body 52 The body. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And this is Moats and Euler on SNR.